0: the God that you are in our life. God, there are so many things to be grateful for this morning. God, we thank you that, that you are the Lord of our life as well as our saviour. And God, we thank you for the way that you continue to pour out your blessings in our life, for the way that you love us, for the way that you continually show us how much you love us and demonstrate the grace that you have poured into our lives. God, I pray that we... We continue to accept that, that we continue to feel it and embrace the love and the grace that you have for us and that we continue to allow that to flow out into the lives of people around us. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Good morning. Welcome to church this morning. Welcome to those online and whether you're in a home hub or whether you're in church this morning, a really special welcome to you. It's great to have people joining us in all the different ways. If, if you're in a home hub, have a look around, see who's there, appreciate them, love them, just be glad that you can gather together. If you're online in the chat, say good day to somebody. Um, we'd love to know that you're here, especially if you're on Facebook or YouTube, say something so that we, we can see that you're there. The people in the room here can take a little, little scan around and just be grateful that you are in the presence of a few more people this morning. Um, but yeah, welcome to everyone, take a seat. Alright, while I'm talking to you, uh, you can be filling out the cards that will be popping up online for you guys. Um, anyone in the room can be taking out their devices and uh, fill out a card using the Church Centre app, whatever you like. If you want to connect with the church leadership, tell us something, um, appreciate something, appreciate our tech team or our musos this morning, that would be the right thing to do for that. Um, also, also... There are some things starting to happen. So, uh, we are starting to be allowed to gather again. Um, and you can see that with uh, if you're in a home hub that you are allowed to gather in people's homes we're allowed to gather in slightly bigger numbers here and um, obviously you guys are still gathering online as well um, but there are some social things that are starting to happen as well so check out your newsletters for those and we're just starting but um, more and more things will start to kind of happen again in the next few weeks but but also as church starts to return to a more in-person sort of situation situation, um, however that looks in the next few weeks, uh, we're, we're starting to need people serving on teams again, so we've had a really uh, up and down kind of year, so we've had people serving and then not serving and like, you know, you know we've we've been, um, but we're starting to need, uh, sort of looking into the future, we're going to need teams back up and running again, So eventually one day we might even have cuppa in the building who knows Um, so if you are not serving or if there's another area that you would like to join then we would love to hear from you so again use one of those connect cards so that um, we have a a record of that if you fill out a connect card it will come to one of us on the pastoral team or you can contact us directly um, as well so people in the building maybe grab your devices and fill out a Connect card to say if you would like to be serving. Um, If you've been kind of in a stood-down situation because we haven't sort of needed you this year as much, stand yourself back up and get on those teams so that we can be uh, ministering to people as they come into the building and ministering to people in all sorts of ways around that as well. So make sure as we get back up and running, that you stand back up and and start serving again. That would be brilliant. Thank you. Um, All right. So uh, we are going to pray in a moment, but I just want to share a random thought with you or two, if that's okay. Um, I wasn't sure which to choose, so maybe we'll just go with both. Um, We were at a leadership uh, meeting uh, during the last week. Um, We met on Zoom because we know how to do that now. Um and at the beginning Brad was praying um to, to start off the meeting and just as he was praying I had this really strong vision and I've spoken before about how visual I am sometimes. So um this this picture that I had was just for the briefest of moments and but it was so clear to me and I'll try and describe it to you. So it was just Brad was praying about our ministries and the church and um the picture that I saw, like I just had this huge sense that we don't know the spiritual forces that are against us as individuals, as a church, as a community. We, we don't know. We know they're there, but we don't, we don't know what they are. We don't know how strong they are. Um, but I had this picture that, that um, as Brad was praying, that it was the closest I can get is like it was like the surface of the moon, you know, with the craters. And so there was sort of like space in between, but the craters were there and the, the sides of the, what I could see was like the sides of the craters and that was God's protection around us as a church. So our church would have been in one of the craters and, you know, as individuals we'd be in a little crater, our ministries would be in one of those craters and and, and there was this protection around that from the, the dark forces, the... the the spiritual forces that are trying to come against us, but we we were protected in there and that nothing could get in and get at us. And I really think that the sides of those craters for me are our prayers. And um, so we've got nothing to fear, like the things can't get against us really but but our prayers need to be pushing the sides that's what I felt like that that we need to be pushing the sides of those craters wider and wider and allowing more and more people to be inside the the safety and the security of God's protection in those craters so um yeah that that's just my little picture with you but it really felt strongly to me that it was just just our prayers that were continually keeping that um, space safe and protected for us, and effective as well, so um, i won 't like that 'll do that 's enough. <laughs> just get that picture in your mind if you can, and just know that our prayers make a difference their um, prayers for us as individuals but for our ministries for our community for our church and as just as we keep pressing those edges back and enlarging our territory you know that there's safety inside that there's people outside who need to be inside so we just keep pushing pressing with our prayers Um, there are lots of opportunities for prayers we can pray as individuals there are um, opportunities for prayer we meet every sunday morning at quarter to nine for um congregational prayer. So we actually pray a lot about our church and our ministries in in that prayer time. So meeting in person again, but also online. So we do a little hybrid there. Um, And also on Wednesdays, there's a devotion and prayer time at 12 midday. So try and organise your lunch break around that Pastor Brad's been talking to us about Joel and revival. And this is just a time when we gather together corporately to pray, whether it be in the building or whether it's you guys online and in your home hubs, there is just something really special that happens when we gather as a God's family, as as his ministers together. So bearing that in mind, let's stand and we'll pray together. If you're in a home hub, stand. If you're online, stand. and We'll join together. Um, in prayer God we thank you so much for the way that you have called us uh, to be your ministers in this community God we thank you for the way that you gift us and equip us to do the work that you have for us and God we thank you that as we draw close to you that you are already there close to us God, we thank you for the way that our prayers um, build this protection around us, around our ministries, around our church, around our precious ones, the ones that we love, the ones that you love. And God, we, we I just ask it as we pray, God, that you will keep allowing those edges to get pushed back, that, that we will press and push back those edges so that more and more people can come to know you that more and more people can come to know just the saving grace of being in relationship with you god we thank you that we have nothing to fear that that the forces that mean evil for us the forces that mean bad for us cannot stand against you god we know that your word promises us promises us your protection and as we stand inside the prayers of the saints, God, that we have nothing to fear, that we can, that we can press into our community, that we can um, press into the lives of those around us. And God, as we continue to do that this week, God, I pray that you help us to further your purposes in the lives of those around us. God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for showing us the way. Thank you for your grace that changes everything for us. And God we thank you for everything that you've ever done for us and everything that you are in Jesus precious name.
1: Holy Spirit, we invite you in to this moment. God we pray that you would you would remind us of how good and strong, how loving and gracious you are. God we pray that Jesus would become so much bigger. In our hearts, in our minds, in our church, in our community, in our families, than He is right now. God, would you help us to glorify Him? Would you help us to see how good He is? And God, we just pray in these times, in this season, God, that your Holy Spirit would unify us in heart, in song, in purpose. God, that the good news of Jesus and the cause of the gospel would be the thing that drives us from day to day. The things that motivates us to keep serving you and loving you and loving each other. God, we're so thankful for what you're doing in and amongst us. And God, we pray that this morning you might get all the glory. and That we might hear your voice and we might be changed because of it. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, please grab a seat. Good morning. Good morning to those at home or in the home hubs this morning. Great to have you with us. And I pray that you're having a great morning. It looks like a ripper day outside. Maybe you positioned yourself out on... um, on a sun chair um, somewhere and getting some sun at the same time. Um, and, like Alexa said, this is a bit of a change from Friday, which I'm sure we're all thankful for. Um, I know there was a few trampolines bouncing around and not... Oh, that's that was a good pun, wasn't it, actually? That wasn't what I meant, but, I mean, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> it's just like the the dad jokes are just they're just natural, it's a natural spiritual gift, I feel like it's a, something that's just (laughs) so good. All right, Uh, um, we are in week four of our Winning the War in Your Mind and we're going to wrap up this series today and this morning we're talking about, oh look at that, it's around the wrong lane, I hope you didn't see that, give away my joke, well that's not my joke actually, it's a Point. Anyway, winning the war in your mind, we've been talking about this idea, our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts, our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts and I'm not going to go over all what we've talked about so far uh, in the series, I'd encourage you to go back and check out um, what we've talked about over the last three weeks, Steve brought a great word last week and we'll wrap it up today and I want to read a verse that we've already read before but I want to read it again and, um, and really echo some of what Pastor Jackie was just speaking about in, in prayer and how um, this is so key for us in, in all that we've been talking about. So, let's read Philippians 4. I'm going to read from verse 4 to 7. It should be on the screen for you so you can read along. Um, it says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. And do not worry about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Lord Jesus, we do thank you for your word, and we thank you that we can come to you. We can come to you when times are good and when times are bad. And God, we thank you that you hear our prayers, and that you answer them. And God, this morning, we, we ask that you would speak to us. We ask that you would... Give us that peace which passes all understanding, that you would guard our hearts, you would guard our minds. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I don't know what it is that gives you fears or worries, um, but for me, a little insight into the mind and um, heart of Brad is that there's a few things that give me fears. One of them is heights. Um, and I think the older I get, the more afraid of heights I am. but the other thing that is, seems to be getting worse and worse with age as well is a real fear of believe it or not wind um, and Friday was not a good day um, if, and, it, and it, i mean it 's funny because I realize it 's funny, and my logical brain can see how funny that is it 's sort of like how people are afraid of spiders and um, it 's funny because they 're like they're tiny little cute creatures, and you can just pick them up and Pat them um, or you can just stand on them and knock. but at least with the wind it 's like you can put your hand out, but I mean there 's not much you can do, um, but anyway, so whenever you have these fears or these worries, and um, they 're often irrational, um, the fears and the worries that we have. Uh, they can be really irrational. They, and they cause uh, this a hit of adrenaline. And we, so we've talked about different parts of our brain over the last couple of weeks. And there is this um, thing that happens. There's a, a part of your brain that's sort of like right in the middle at the top of your spine or the top of your neck. I can't even point to it because it's like literally right in the middle of it. Probably if you went in that way, you'd get to it, called the amygdala. And this is the part of your brain that activates when... Um, you get a fear or a, a worry about something that is not a rational thought, it's just an emotive response to something. And so you get this either, this fright, this, what do you call it? A, a, a fight, flight or freeze sort of mentality. You might've heard that before uh, where something, maybe it's a spider and it's just, your your heart just starts racing. Uh, and for me, that's, you know, um, I fuel my, worries and anxiety from the wind by checking the wind and weather app like on a windy day like every five minutes I'm refreshing that and seeing how windy it's getting in do you know how fast the wind got on Friday in sale what the highest recorded wind was or I saw on the BOM website it was 111 kilometers an hour we got a gust at one point in sale on Friday and so uh, whatever it was 98 111 it's just far too fast it needs to be single digits single digits Definitely not double or triple. Um, but it's that part of your brain that activates, and it activates at the strangest things, you know, whether it's wind or whether it's heights or whether it's snakes or spiders or heights or um, uh, that relative. No, it, whatever it is that, you know, you just get this initial sort of like, oh, response. And it's this amygdala, it's this part, tiny part of your brain. And it's, it's, it's wide like, because it, it's wide for survival. And so there's different. You know, We could get into psychology and say why it does that, but there's a whole lot of different reasons why it might do that. And so you see a danger or you face a danger or a danger is present and the amygdala kicks in and it sends this strong dose of adrenaline. And so you might see something like a snake and you begin to run. It's just that initial reaction to what you see. And the problem with the amygdala is that it's not objective and it doesn't, um, it doesn't think rationally, it just thinks emotively. It's hardwired to protect it. It just triggers, and the heart rate jumps, and you just go into survival mode. And so the amygdala needs help from our another part of our brain. And this is all how God has designed our brains. So it's not just like um, happenstance that this happens. This is this is the way God has wired our brain. We're going to see how important this is for us to um, do what He's called us to do. If we've got this prefrontal prefrontal cortex, and that's the logic part of our brain. That's the part that's sort of rational. is is rational and logical and can think think through things Uh, and so our amygdala needs help from our prefrontal cortex and so when we have those moments of fear or worry or anxiety and for some of them they're you know they might be funny things like wind or or spiders but for some of us these worries and fears are real and they are big and they're not just as simple as um, stepping on a spider to get rid of it or getting your senior pastor to bravely pick up all the spiders in the church and throw them outside like some of our staff here need. Um, not going to name any names, but... <laughs> but our amygdala needs help from our prefrontal cortex. We need to, um, it needs to tell us that that noise in the middle of the night, you know, I don't know if you've ever had this moment where you're sleeping or you're almost asleep and you hear this noise and your amygdala just like fires up and you've got this adrenaline and then Your prefrontal cortex goes and checks and it's just the cat next door jumping off a fence and landing on its own tail or something and then screeching. And then your prefrontal cortex puts that to rest, that fear, that worry to rest. It needs help. And without our prefrontal cortex, our amygdala response responds according to whatever pre-programming our brain has figured out, whatever it's wired up. And so we've been talking about these neurological pathways in our brain where the more you think a thought, the easier it is to travel along that road. And so the amygdala does this as well. The more you have that fear or that worry, and the more you don't get your prefrontal cortex to correct it and think a new thought, the easier it is to have that fear or that worry. And so it needs help. We need some brain work, not brain surgery. Not suggesting anybody does that, but brain work. we need some renewal of our mind. We need some intentional brain activity. Paul, who when he was writing this verse that we just read in Philippians, was in prison. And now, if there was any time or moment that someone might get anxious or worried or fearful, I imagine this point in your life, you might be somewhat worried, somewhat fearful, somewhat anxious about what the future will hold. But he instead writes these words. He writes these words. He could have been anxious, but instead Paul tells the Philippians how not to be anxious. And you can read all of Philippians, especially chapter 4, and he talks about all these ideas of how he activates his mind and how, what he does to, to help him not be anxious in that moment. And what he tells us in these verses is to pray, in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. It's a type of prayer. It's not the only type of prayer, it's a type of prayer, supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made, be made known to God. And this morning I want us to to think about this idea that prayer is a first option for worry. Prayer is a first option for fear. Not that moment where you go, "Well, wow, I suppose I've tried everything else, now all I can do is pray. You might have heard someone use that phrase before, all we can do now is pray. Um, it's like we've We've tried all in our human efforts to fix this problem, but I suppose now we can pray for a miracle. And we may as well give that a go because we've tried everything else. For us us as believers, for Christians, we should be praying first. In every moment, in every situation, it should be the first option we go to. And there's lots of verses that um, give us encouragement to, to do this. And one of them is in Hebrews 4, verse 15 to 16. It says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize, with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in every way, every way, just as we are, with every worrying, anxious, fearful thought, he's been tempted in those ways as well. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness, so that we might receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. One of the reasons we can pray first is and, and go bold is because we have a God who loves us, and he tells us that we can be confident that he cares for us. Not scared, not arrogant in our prayers, not proud, but bold. Boldness is this idea of confidence. It's confidence that your prayers will be heard and confidence that your prayer will be acted upon. It's sort of like when a a child goes to a parent or someone that they know loves them. They go with what we might say boldness or confidence. They're bold in their requests. Dad, I mean... My middle child, Judah, who is three, has this thing at the moment where he'll say, Dad, hungry. Just two words. And now I'm trying to course correct that, but it's bold. He's, he knows what he wants, and he knows that I know what he wants and how to fix that thing. And so for him, it's just two words. It's Dad, hungry. And it comes because he knows that I love him and I'll probably feed him if he is hungry. I'll give him what he needs but he's bold. and Maybe sometimes too bold, but they know that their parents love them and they know that they will be heard and that they know they will get a response. And so we are told to go boldly before the throne of God. Boldly because we know God loves us. He cares for us. And he acts upon our prayers. And, and in James, we won't read this verse. But in James, he tells us, we don't have because we do not ask. We don't have because we don't ask. In 1 Peter verses 5, 6 to 7, it says, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, so that He may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your cares on Him because He cares about you. I love this. He cares about you. Cast all your cares on Him because He cares about you. If it's on your mind, it's on God's heart. If it's on your mind, it's on God's heart. God cares. God loves. He has compassion and He has the resource to meet your needs. He has love, and He has the answers. He gives you what you need. I don't know if, as a parent, you have this. It's like, if you would listen to me, I have the answer to your problem. But sometimes a child just doesn't want to hear the answer. They don't want to hear what you know. God knows, and we need to go to Him like He knows, trusting that He knows. Pray first, not last. Pray boldly. Pray because God cares. Studies have been um, done and um, science has worked things out. I don't know how they measure this, but I I suppose they do put probes in your brain somehow. But they've discovered that your brain is continually changing. It's continually rewiring. Decades ago, there was a thought that uh, past sort of adolescence or when you got to a young adult age, your brain was sort of like set, that was it, and you, you wouldn't grow anymore. And... I'm thankful, and I hope, I'm sure you are, that your brain keeps kept changing from when you're that age because, whew, I mean, what a world we'd live in if it didn't. Anyway, they've, and it's, it's under this phrase um, or this term neuroplasticity, this idea that your brain is, is able to change and able to uh, adjust, and, and we've talked about this idea with the, the, the pathways that we can change and making new ones. Um, I don't know if you've read a book or heard of Dr Carolyn Leaf, a Christian doctor um, who has this, um, this theology and this um, neuroscience and puts them together and works out um, how God is using our brain to, to accomplish his purposes and how the things in the Bible actually make sense scientifically as well. But anyway, she says this, it's been found that 12 minutes of daily focused prayer over an eight-week period can change the brain to such an extent that it can be measured on a brain scan. Isn't that incredible, that actually prayer doesn't just change the heart of God, but prayer actually changes our own brain. God has set up the things that He's commanded us to do for our good and our benefit, and because they work. And so sometimes we can think that prayer doesn't do much, It's it's just a thing, but prayer is changing our brains, just like toxic thoughts damage the brain over time, prayer causes positive change to our brain over time. Prayer heals. And it's it's God at work through our prayers. God has designed your brain to be healed through trusting Him and turning to Him. And that's what prayer is. And so we can choose, with our prefrontal cortex, to choose to turn our minds towards trusting God or let our amygdala take control and... Let worry take root. God would say he wouldn't use prefrontal cortex and amygdala like science would use. He would say your, your flesh or your spirit. Letting your mind be controlled by the spirit. Letting your logical part of your brain decide what is spiritual to think about. Or letting your amygdala think about what is sinful or fleshly to, to worry about. Let the logical part of your brain choose what is spiritual. This is what it says in Romans 8, 5-6. to for those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit have their minds set on the things of the spirit. Now, the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset of the spirit is life and peace. We're called to take every thought captive. Our prefrontal cortex grabs the amygdala and gives it to God. Gives it to God. I've got these boxes here. What do we got? We got worries and God, and this is sort of, uh, and this is a very simple illustration. I understand that, but I want, I want us to visualize this. That this is what we do. We we take our worries in prayer, and we give them to God. This is part of the the process. So we take our worries, we give them to God. We take our worries, we give them to God, and then we wait, and maybe we wait a minute. Maybe we are really good, and we wait five minutes, and then. Nothing's changed and we start worrying about them again and so we take our worries back and we start worrying about them again. Now, firstly, I think part of our problem is that our worries are bigger than our God and this is where our, my punchline was taken before and we need to make God bigger than our worries to begin with. That's the first step, is to magnify God, magnify His power in our life in such a way that He is bigger than any worry we could ever have any fear, any anxious thought we could ever have. And then the other thing we need to to think about and visualize is that every time that we give our worries to God, and whether you're giving all your worries or whether you're just giving some of your worries to God, every time we do that, I want us to visualize that when we start worrying about them again, when we start being fearful again, or having those anxious thoughts again, that we are taking those worries back and we're we're dealing with them ourselves. We're taking them off God, and so maybe a really practical thing for us to do, for you to do, is to have a a box. Make a box. Make it. I mean, Claire made this for me this morning. Well done, Claire. Made both these boxes. Fantastic. Um, uh, you could get uh, some paper and a pen, and you could write your worries down and, and write it as a prayer, and put that paper in the box. And then every time you start worrying about that again, as a demonstration that you are taking that back off God, that you're saying, because this is what worry is. Worry is a, I'm not trusting God. I'm, I've got to worry about this myself. To take it out of the box as a symbolic gesture of I'm taking this again. To then put it back in the box and give it to God. And you might have to do that every day for a year. But every time you do that, you're going to be reminding yourself and then giving it to God. And that might be a really practical way for you to help overcome some fear or some worry in your own life. Maybe it won't work, but I, I think it's a, a great um, practical thing that you can do to, to help you visualize what it is that you are essentially doing by worrying about something. As you're taking it, I, I don't trust you, God. I, I, need to, I need to protect myself from this. I need to work, work this out myself and turn it over to God again. Turn it over to God again. Every time you have a worry, write it down, put it in the box. If you start worrying about it again, take it out, pray, and give it to God again, again, again. It says, do not worry about anything in Philippians 4, verse 6, but in everything, in everything, in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Everything, every time, everything, every time. This is what Paul says, in everything by prayer. And then the type of prayer, he says, is this supplication with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I want us to start there with this idea of what is thanksgiving. I think when we think about thanksgiving, often it is this idea, and I think it's the right idea, is that whatever it is that I'm receiving or whoever I'm receiving it from is good and I don't deserve it. When you're really thankful for something, it's a good thing that you're getting, receiving, and it's undeserved. And this is the idea of thanksgiving in Scripture that God is good and I don't deserve it. This is the key for our prayer. And we are, one of our values is pr- praying people, believing for the impossible. For some of us, our worries and our anxious thoughts seem impossible. They seem impossible to calm down. We've been told and we've told ourselves that this is your life forever. This is it. You'll always worry. But we serve a big God, a God of the impossible, a good God who loves us, a good God who cares for us. And this is what prayers of petition with thanksgiving is all about. Thanksgiving says, God, you are good and I don't deserve. And when we are truly thankful, it comes from a place of recognizing goodness at the same time as recognizing undeservedness. It's not a prayer with demand. It's not a prayer with pride or with force, but with thanksgiving. Because even in the thanksgiving, healing starts to occur. Because God is getting bigger. And the worries are getting smaller. So, even in the Thanksgiving, the healing of your brain is starting to to happen. Petition is this idea of asking God, praying first, praying because it is what God has asked, and it changes us and it moves the heart of God. Prayer with petition, with thanksgiving. And as we come to a close in this series, I want us to remember that this idea of winning the war in your mind, of calming anxious thoughts, of defeating negative thoughts, is great for us. It's great for the life of the believer, but it's not just great for us. It's great for everyone around us. It has so much influence. It grows our influence. I want you to see something here in Philippians 4. I just want to read... um, Verses 5 and 6, it says this Let your gentleness be known to everyone, the Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Notice here it says, Let your gentleness, if you can put verse 5 back up again, let your gentleness be known to everyone. And then in verse 6, Let your requests be made known to God. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. And your requests be made known to God. Some translations would say, Let your graciousness be known to everyone. Let your requests be made known to God. And I think what Paul is saying here is that the way you let your gentleness and your graciousness be known to everyone is by turning your worries and your prayers and your fears over to God. Let your requests be made known to God so that your gentleness can be made known to everyone. Someone who is not worried or someone who has that mind of peace is a gentle person, is a gracious person, and it is known to everyone. This is renewal of our mind, that the peace is not just for us, but it's for those around us. And this is the peace that God gives. Verse 7, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. God gives the peace, not the world, not the people around you. It's a different kind of peace. It's a peace that is impossible to get without God. It goes beyond human understanding. So take your worries to God first. People can help. Don't get me wrong, it's it's good to get help. It's good to talk to other people about what it is that's worrying you, that's making you anxious. It's good, but go to God first every time. Give your worries to Him. Give your worries to Him. We are praying people, believing for the impossible. Prayer causes things to happen that wouldn't happen if we didn't pray. Praying people. Are you a praying person? Do you have worries? I want to encourage you to give them to God every day for as long as it takes. Our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts and I encourage us to continually to renew our mind because it will change our life it will change our life and when our lives are moving in the direction that God has purposed them to it changes everything it changes everything for us but it changes everything for those around us as well it changes everything for our kids our friends our family our church our community it changes everything And so the team's going to come back up and we're going to sing um, King of My Heart one more time. And I want to um, give you an opportunity. I want to pray for you. You know, we've talked a lot this morning about being praying people, believing for the impossible, that God cares for us, that he gives us a peace that's impossible to understand. And this morning, I want to um, give you an opportunity to, to receive prayer. And so maybe you've got fears, worries, anxious thoughts. And whether you're here in the building, whether you're at home, in a home hub or online, if this morning you need prayer for anything that is worrying you, anything that is crazy, crazy sounds in your brain, anything that's causing you to... Um, not be spiritual in your thinking, not have that peace of God. I'd love you just to put your hands out as an act of surrender, as an act of, God, I need you. This is impossible. Without you, I can't do it. And I'd love to pray for you this morning. Lord God, for, for those of us that have all sorts of fears, fears of the future, worries of all sorts of different things, anxious thoughts God you you tell us that we can come to you you tell us that you will give us a peace beyond understanding God you tell us that you care for us and so God we hold on to these promises this morning we thank you that in Jesus that you have given us all we need And God, I pray that you would calm anxious minds, you would take away any worrying thought, any fearful thought in Jesus' name, and you would replace it with peace. And God, I pray that you would help us as a church to be praying people, believing for the impossible, that we would would turn to you first, we would pray first, And God, we want our graciousness, our gentleness to be known by everyone. The goodness that you've shown us, we want to show to others. The love that you've shown to us, we want to show to others. And so God, would you continue to renew our minds? Would you continue to change us? To become the people that you've called us to be, purposed us to be. So God, that the world would know how good you are. God, we continue to lift our our church and our community up to you. And we pray in these times that we would be peaceful people, with calm minds, with a gentleness, with a graciousness for every single person we come across. God, that we would be people that bring people together, bring them to you. God, we love you and we thank you for all that you're doing. We pray that you would continue to renew our minds, continue to change us from the inside out. We love you and we honour you in Jesus' name. Amen.